0: You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast.
1: Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit.
0: And welcome back to Live Wild Radio. Tonight is a, is a night of firsts. This is the, the first one that we're, we're actually recording. We don't know whether we'll... Or video recording. Now, we don't know whether we'll actually put it on the YouTube channel um but some people like to watch their podcasts and so who are you i'm winston
1: i'm Catherine. hi i,
0: I i've been been doing this for over a year now everybody knows the voice
1: <laughs> <laughs> you assume
0: <laughs> well i'm going from the thing that it says you know it says Catherine gearhart and winston endall yeah and i don't mm-hmm. sound like a Catherine. uh so this week's episode or this bi-weekly episode uh what are we covering
1: yeah, Adirondacks, we love it. So excited to talk about our one of our favorite places, really. Yeah, the Adirondacks essentially is located at the border of Canada all the way down to... Uh,
0: almost Albany. New Albany, York. Yeah. yeah. So, so that,
1: w- How how many acres is that?
0: Six million, yeah. give or tell, a little bit over. But w- what's cool with it is it it was formed um, back in the late 1800s, like 1885.
1: 1892.
0: What you run into is... Uh, one of the largest protected wilderness areas um, in North America, uh, and it's like the second largest in the U.S. besides like something in Alaska. and You can make Alaska all protected because nobody yeah. needs it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's actually bigger than like you take a you know the five most popular national parks, and it's bigger than all of them combined. Mm-hmm. Um, so,
1: it's- and one of them being the Grand Canyon. Yeah. To get perspective, because that's pretty freaking huge well
0: it seems huge but it's actually not that big Mm. like you know as far as sheer miles and everything go yeah that's um, true
1: it's just getting around it
0: yeah uh and one of the things that i love with the dax is you've got this you know big wild area but it's accessible um for us you know while well, Google te- tells us it's six and a half hours, it usually takes us about seven and a half or eight, you know, with stops and pee breaks and gas stops and everything. Yeah, um, And we're coming from about an hour uh, west of Toronto um, in Canada.
1: Right. But for Canadians, it's worth the drive because uh, outside of the distance of to the destination, the affordability, if you're backcountry camping, is inexpensive.
0: Yeah. But to get to any mountains, otherwise we're hopping on a plane in Canada. Yeah. Right. So it's, you know, yes, it's a bit of a drive. um, But if you think of things like Lake Superior National Park here in Ontario, Mm -hmm. it's way closer than that yeah um you know sleeping giant everything
1: it's further in algonquin so for people in ontario particularly that's a big destination yeah but like i said i mean i've become a bit of a back country snob because of the adirondacks and actually a lot of the places in the u.s like pennsylvania as well yeah because you know what there's so much infrastructure of a trail network and campsites back country and front country um but back country doesn't they don't charge you anything in the adirondacks yeah and so number one that's that number two because there's so much um supply of locations and we have a hammock system camping right uh you just need two trees uh it's not difficult to find availability mm-hmm. so you don't have to book yeah well and and it, choose your own adventure
0: yeah like when you think about it from the standpoint um say any of our parks like you got to book way in advance um, they're not really like, and quite honestly, Ontario parks are set up for canoeing. Like, they're not backpacker friendly. Yeah, you know, for as big as they are, they don't have a lot of trails.
1: Not even the Bruce Trail has the ability to allow you to, you know,
0: camp overnight,
1: unless you stealth camp.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, we don't in- endorse that. Uh. If you do, you know, you do you. Uh. <laughs> um. But if you think of it from the, uh, like. The Le Coche Silhouette Trail in Killarney, right? Mm-hmm. That's sort of a, a big Ontario backpacking trail. Mm-hmm. It's an 80K loop.
1: Yeah, and but the, you, yeah. And you
0: got to book it and book your campsites. 80K, um, uh, which sort of sounds like 80K, which is sort of the short term <laughs> <room> for Adirondacks. <laughs> yeah. Um, is nothing down there. Like they've got thousands of kilometers of trails.
1: Yeah. Uh, so despite being so large and so majestic with the mountains there, it's really user friendly to the you know new new backpacker, new hiker, etc., and families.
0: Well, yeah, like uh, other than the terrain and the high peaks.
1: Sure, <laughs> but the idea of um, not having to plan like if you want to have that adventure, you can.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like we you you can spontaneously decide you know next weekend you know oh wait we've got four days we want to go down you can go do it and you're not running into the thing of not even peak season yeah not running into the thing of oh i can't book a campsite or any yep. of that kind of thing it for the backcountry yeah um now campsites like like actual campgrounds where you pay for a campsite next to somebody else you know that's a different story they do fill up and they have a bunch of those down there um, but they
1: have plenty well, i shouldn't say that you've
0: never actually. stayed at one have you <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you know what, but I will say around long weekends, because it's usually when I go, mm-hmm. so I won't say the American holidays, um, that even front camping, car camping, right? Um, that's free is available, like right near Adirondack Lodge, Lodge which is one of the Mecca trailheads. Yeah. Now the only, thing to, the only thing to
0: bear in mind with that, most people who are used to car camping at paid sites um, might not find like, say the, the free camping down, uh, South Meadows road. Right. That attractive.
1: <laughs> right. But you know, if you're looking for just uh, a clearing, that's good for a tent, uh, a couple of them and, uh, you know, a fire pit, not there's one with the no a there's,
0: n- there's no fire pits.
1: Oh yeah. I forgot. Yeah. 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 So a place to park your car. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> and it's free. Yeah. Um, Which we often use, you know, if we arrive, like sometimes we'll leave in the night, right? Right after work. So we land on one of those spots and then we take off in the morning.
0: Yeah. um, But so we're going to kind of break this down into kind of like the tourist side of things, like whether it's, you know, car camping, um, you know, so for day hikes and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. then backcountry hiking, uh, rock climbing, canoeing, um, and then the winter winter side of it because there's so much down there um
1: yeah we pretty much prefer to go down there in the summer uh fall and winter just because those are really the best times the fall is just spectacular the spring it's just so wetty uh it's just so wet you've got the melt going on as well and so you know it just makes uh, hiking conditions much more slippery and pain in the butt really. yeah
0: well and, and it's just not enjoyable yeah um, a lot of streams you can't cross because they're flooded yeah um you know and so there, there's about a six-week window from like the beginning of april till uh maybe mid-may you know, and it varies a little bit each year depending on how much snow they had, and you know the temperatures and everything. That I don't recommend anybody go down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at least at least for backcountry hiking, you know, because it's just a mess. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of it's not accessible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they call it the mud season. Um, if you check the trail reports, um, which you know we'll put a link to the the uh, particularly the high peaks because. We're interchangeably we talk about the Adirondacks and we talk about the high peaks. There, the high peaks are a smaller area within Adirondack State Park where all the highest mountains are. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in Adirondack State Park, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of mountains. But mm-hmm. there's like 46 big ones over 4,000 feet. Right. Um, so those are like the official. If you get them all, you get the sticker. Um, and you know that's a thing. You can be a 46er. Like either
1: for the summer or the winter.
0: Yeah. Um, but you know, because we do most of our trips in the back country, cause that's kind of like what we like to do. Cause we tend to only car camp if we're rock climbing. That's right. You know, otherwise we're, we're hiking into the back country with all our gear and you know, that's what yeah. we like to do. Yeah. Uh, but you know, some people like to day hike. Uh, so whether you want to camp, you know, there are campgrounds, you know, uh, If you want to stay at a hostel, there's a bunch of hostels.
1: Are there? Where? In what parts of the Adirondacks?
0: Um, uh, Keene, up near Cascade. There's there's a hostel right along there. Mm -hmm. I think there's a hostel in Lake Placid. I think you know. Yeah. So there's a bunch of like actual like hiker hostels. Yeah. uh, Where you might share a bunk room with people, or you know, it's cheap like 25 yeah. bucks a night or something like that.
1: And then you have your luxurious ski resorts because this is ski country and it's yeah. home to the Olympics from 1932, 1980. Yeah. So, so think think if you're a Canadian and from Ontario, think Niagara and the Lake, but ski country like you're in, you know, like the Alps. That's what it looks like down the main drag.
0: Of Lake Placid.
1: Yes. Right. Yeah, And,
0: and so what you run into is this giant wilderness area, but there are some like little towns in it. Right, so you have things like Lake Placid, which is a, a major tourist destination. Right, Mirror Lake, which is it's called Lake Placid, but Mirror Lake is the name of the lake. It's on, um, and it's all surrounded by mountains, so it's beautiful. It looks like a, a Swiss ski town kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Freaking cold water. Yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> Saranac Lake, which is uh, you know just a few miles down the road. Basically, it's a lot of boats and canoeing and you know um, smaller hikes because Mm -hmm. you're sort of on the edge of the high peaks
1: yeah they have what's called the sixers yeah and what are they um mountains over what height
0: there's no height they just picked six so they could get in the game
1: would you say (laughs) would you say they were relatively easy
0: comparatively yeah. yeah we we hiked uh mount baker uh this past weekend
1: Right, so we had to climb 800 snowshoe eight a- hundred feet, which is a perfect amount for young children. Yeah, yeah, I've done something like that called Mount Joe in Lake Pla or Adirondack near Adirondack Lodge, um, which was great. Like when they go to the summit and it's you're quite a ways up. You yeah, know. you get a nice view. The kids are like, "Wow, I climbed that!" Like it's almost unbelievable. So we did something similarly similarly this weekend, snowshoeing. And I definitely want to take the kids back. I know it'll be harder than mm-hmm. obviously what they did for Mount Joe, but it'll be pretty epic.
0: Yeah. And it's a, it, basically for to that. give you an idea, like we, we gained 800 feet of elevation um, on that particular hike, which is not a big deal. But say to go from uh, the trailhead to the top of Mount Marcy, uh, which is the highest mountain in New York, mm-hmm. that's a 3,500 foot elevation gain. Yeah. Um, you know, to go up Algonquin um, is about a 3,000, and that's the second highest mountain in New York. Mm-hmm. That's a 3,000-foot elevation gain. You know, so so we're talking, uh, you know, substantially bigger and harder.
1: Yeah. So Mount Marcy, um, as far as visiting Adirondacks, I really went down there in 2016. And I remember that you guys went down. There's a group of you to do Mount Marcy in May, I think. And I was a little bit envious and jealous I wanted to go. Um, and then I knew that was my first summer, of, you know, separating from my ex. And so it was what I called my eat, pray, love summer holiday. I had a week. And I remember sa- calling you up and saying, hey, I want to go out west. And I was going to go along the St. Lawrence or And you're like, well, what That's do you... That's out east. Out east. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and so I asked you, you know, about some tips. And you're like, well, what do you want? I said, I want senior. he's like, well, why don't you go south, southeast, right? So you convinced me to go to Adirondacks and you said to do Mount Marcy and I told you to fuck off because like, what the fuck are you, why are you giving me bad advice? And you're like, no, 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 you can do it. Um, Despite the fact that it's the tallest mountain in New York state. So um, you broke it down for me. And so my point here is that it can be done. Um, Because
0: Catherine was like woefully out of shape when she did it the first time.
1: Oh, geez. I was like 40 pounds heavier. What is that? 230, maybe 220 or whatever. Um, I was, yeah, terrible shape. My knees were terrible. Um, I had taken the wilderness camping trip with you, so I had some gear. Shoes were probably not the grace. So I it had poles. But nonetheless, you broke it down to me. So time is your friend when you do this. So just to explain the conditions, they have a campground right on site. It, the trailhead's right at Adirondack Lodge. It's a great visitor center. And camping there, I think, is actually about 40 bucks a night. It's actually, I think, expensive yeah. in the U.S., it's nothing really special. It's just convenient. Um, but they have a lodge, and I actually did stay at the lodge, and that was about 50, 60 bucks, but it included a dinner. So I stayed there with the plan to be there for about two or three days. No, two days, two nights. And um, I think I started at 7 a.m. and finished at 8 p.m. So a 13-hour trip. There and back. 21 kilometers. Yep. Eight liters of water. I because that caused me a lot of trouble later on in the middle of the night, having to get up three times, and I couldn't walk. <laughs> and I was texting you like, "Oh my god, what do I do?" Um, have yeah. you
0: taken ibuprofen yet? And yeah. You're like, no. Well, do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was brutal. And but It's funny because
0: now I'd be saying, you know, um, have you uh, rubbed CBD oil on it yet? <laughs> yeah. And taking some CBD drops. Yeah. That seems to be the anti-inflammatory yeah. that doesn't rot your stomach.
1: That's right. Look, that's look right. how
0: look how things have progressed
1: in just short time. Yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago. Anyway, um, but this Mount Marcy is an epic. If you're looking for an epic uh, hike to do a day hike, because you can't camp on the mountain, well, there there is a backcountry camp. called Marcy Dam. It's about five kilometers in, and that's that's pretty cool. Actually, yeah. I would I, w- I would recommend that. Um, in fact, I also took my children there the year after, I believe. Just to stay back country. And, and there's a couple, it's, it's a launch to a bunch of other hikes yeah. that you can do. You know, you can base camp there and do a bunch, or you can through hike. But um, it was tough. I'm not gonna lie, it's a, it's a slog mm-hmm. of a hike. There's boulders, not nothing that you have to climb over, but some, you, you know, you're in between boulders. And if you can get really good at, you know, walking on them, you definitely want your hiking poles. Mm-hmm. But it's the kind of thing that, You want to be bringing water filtration um, systems, whether it be purification tablets or uh, filters, because you don't want to carry your water. And a lot of people do. You'll see people in sandals and flip flops and a 250 mil bottle of water. And it's a long day. And it's not, and once you reach past, um, what do you call that when there's no more trees? Um, The tree line. The tree line it's the vegetation is very sparse, it's in fact very fragile. You don't want to step in, step on it. you want to stay on the trail, but it's a, a spot there and there's warning signs that uh even in the heat and high of the, um, the peak of the summer, there weather systems could come in and you might be shorts and a t shirt on you know on the uh, down in the valley, but when you go up it could be snowing yeah, so it can be quite dangerous actually.
0: Yeah, like, it, and that's that's one of the things. Like, we want to expose people to this beautiful area, um, but also um, prepare them, right? Yeah. Because it, if you've never been in mountains before, um, it's not an area to take lightly. Like, it, it's kind of on the one hand, we want to say you can do it right yeah but, but don't be stupid
1: Shit. <laughs> we've never done an episode on safety have we no not yet we should we've,
0: we've included safety in a whole bunch we of them, have like yeah. the trip planning and that kind of thing yeah
1: and so there is a blog on our website you'll find a ton of resources there about the adirondacks um itself some some routes but also about the 10 hiking essentials mm-hmm. um i would say number one um Excuse me, is a, is a headlamp because a lot of people, including ourselves, when we were climbing or hiking, we tend to come back in the dark and you weren't expecting yeah. that wasn't the plan.
0: But if you got a headlamp, who cares?
1: Yeah. And we experienced actually this past weekend snowshoeing um, on a very small mountain, getting, you know, how easy it is to get disoriented. So, um, yeah, definitely a headlamp. Anyways, there's a list there. Um, but, you know, it's the kind of thing that when you go on these day hikes, you definitely want to carry the 10 essentials in your backpack. Um, be ready that, you, you know, you might have, to, if you have to stay the night, it's not going to be comfortable, but at least you've got, you're not going to get hypothermia because you were saying before, one of the most dangerous times hiking or being out in the elements is around zero degrees and it's raining.
0: Yeah, it's, it's below, you know, it's, it's above freezing, so it's still raining, but it's cold. Like cold and raining is more dangerous than snowing or like snowing like yeah. below zero because first if it's below zero, you know, it's cold out. So you've got the clothes for it, right? But let's say it's like 17 degrees and sunny. Well, that's shorts weather, right? If it's not windy. Yeah. Um, and the weather can turn on a dime and now it's six degrees and pouring rain and the wind is picked up.
1: Yeah, and things are slippery and you've yeah. got a slog of a hike back. But
0: if you, if you don't have the clothes to put on, you're going to get hypothermia. Yeah. Right? Like, y- you can die.
1: Yeah. I mean, right? there's no shelter. What are you going to do?
0: You know? And that's why, like, even if you're on a day hike, right? And you're like, oh, we're not going out very far, whatever. It's like, develop a habit that you always take the 10 essentials with you. Right? You know, headlamp, food. Water and and with that I always put water purification. Yeah. Right. So and you and can,
1: redundancy. You in can these? process
0: more water. Yeah. Um, then you know, um, insulated clothing, uh, and protection. So like. And not cotton. Yes, the basically synthetic or wool, and then some sort of rain cover. Uh, you want a shelter, right? So you basically a small tarp or a space blanket, right? So you can protect yourself from the elements. Um, then. You want sun protection, right? Because you can get fucked up from the sun, too. So, you know, if it's super bright out for long periods of time, sunglasses, a hat, sunscreen, um, people don't think of that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you get sunblind, like, especially, say, if you're in the snow and you get snowblind,
1: mm-hmm.
0: well, if you can't see, how are you finding your ass home? Yeah. Um, you know, first aid kit, um, you know, knives and tools, yeah, uh, and and a bit of duct tape is a navigation
1: here. map compass
0: GPS
1: extra batteries. Yeah, um, and uh, is is on there? Letting people know where you're going.
0: That's not on the essentials list. No, that's key though.
1: Um, that's one of the biggest things too. Yeah,
0: and and, basically, and you can do
1: it by signing a registry, but letting pe- a friend know.
0: Yeah, where you're going, right? So when you're expected back, and and when you'll check in. Yeah. Um, and then and I always, I nowadays. Add a, a, an 11th essential, which is a satellite emer- emergency communicator, mm-hmm. right? Spot, a Garmin inReach device. There's no reason now um, with the technology that exists, uh, you know, for you not to have one. So if you get in trouble, you hit the SOS button. Right. Right. Because not only does it make you safer, um but it reduces the risk to any rangers or search and rescue that have to come looking for you because they know where you are. Right. Um, and it makes it safer for anybody else that gets hurt or lost or what have you. Totally. Because now they um, aren't waiting hours and hours because there's only so many search and rescue
1: people. That's right. We actually interviewed Scott Van Leer, an ADK ranger, just this past weekend and that'll be our next, this is a part of a two-part series on Adirondacks and then from a ranger's perspective. And um, like y- you have to take your safety.
0: In your own hands. In your own
1: hands. You cannot expect that there's folks out there. Because guess what? They are they don't work past five. They're not supposed to. They're always on call. I mean, they always do get called in. But they are so understaffed.
0: Yeah. and it, But the thing is, if there's a call out at night it's hard for them to get out to you.
1: Right, right. So my point was um, those spot or in-reach satellite communicators are definitely worthwhile, yeah. worth the investment for your safety in a place that you can die and people die every year. Yeah, you know. Like they have um, 100 incidents search and rescues every year. I don't know how many deaths so we didn't talk about that
0: we wanted to keep it an upbeat episode we did <laughs> <laughs>
1: um
0: but but the thing is is that you know it is a wild area and that it's what we love about it mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's wild but accessible um and i think part of what we run into too because it was an area that was developed um you know in the late 1800s early 1900s um what you Run into is you don't get these kind of like uh, newer trails that are all switchbacked up mountains. Like it's the path of, you know, I don't want to say least resistance, because going straight up a mountain is a lot of resistance. Um, but when they were making the trails, it was the most direct route. Mm-hmm. right? They didn't, you know, switch back them and make them accessible and more easy. Like, you know, if you go out west a lot of trails like when when we mary joe falls when we hike to oh god like on mount charleston
1: that was like how can i explain it short of it having cement and that somebody in a wheelchair could be pushed up it <laughs> it felt like yeah and we, this is high-end tourism yeah. mecca this is not that this is a rugged trail yeah like yeah.
0: boulder like the trails are strewn with boulders yeah um you know exposed rock faces like you're you're cro- like sometimes crawling up slabs you know we will yeah you're no
1: longer hiking you're rock climbing
0: you know um and and so so that's something to bear in mind like research any of the routes you're going to do there are moderate routes there um you know because all this stuff is in the high peaks yeah but but there's like adirondack trail books the adirondack trail map look on all trails right because it grades you know oh yeah um all you can look for routes in that area and it sort of grades the trails like the route from you know mild you know moderate or difficult
1: and actually we've got a great um, blog all about some of our favorite routes Mm -hmm. you know and and you've broken it down from easy to moderate to you know, more strenuous. <laughs> yeah. And so we actually linked to, uh, we have a, a page in all trails for live wild radio, but we linked to the actual trail maps. And it's a really great app if you're not familiar with it, because not only can you zoom in and out and see the features of the route, but you can look at it from, it'll tell you what the elevation is, mm-hmm. where on the road. So if you want to get to that granular bit of planning, it has all the, the hiking or the, the lean twos or the camp yep. locations noted. Um, great resource. Yeah. So, and, um, and
0: what's nice with it is it is a website, but you can put the app on your phone, download the maps, and they work when you have no cell phone connection.
1: Right. I think you have to pay for that.
0: Yes. That's part of the subscription. That's part of the pro. Yeah.
1: Which is about, I don't know, 30, 20 bucks a year. So I think it's worth it. Yeah. And you can use it pretty much anywhere.
0: Yeah. Because there, there's it's user contributed routes. Yes. So you run into the thing where I've seen routes like all over Canada, all over the US, Europe, you know, when I'm, when I'm just sort of browsing through it, um, like when I check areas that we go into a lot, whether it's the DAX, uh, the White Mountains in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. looking down in, uh, you know, Utah and, and Vegas... Like it's just packed.
1: Yeah. Another resource I really like is on Facebook. It's called Adirondack uh, Backcountry Hikers. If you want to get inspired by their photographs and what they did or know what the conditions are, mm. it's super live. It's, it's, uh, I'm not even sure how many members are on there, but it's pretty busy. So that's a nice um, spot. And then if you're concerned about safety and just as you, you do a lot of the reading of the uh, search and rescue reports, it teaches you what not to do because they often write yeah. what caused the incident. Um, I don't know, I, I we should have asked Scott, but I think some of the most common, I would think, because it's happened to us, um, you know, sometimes we'll come right at dusk, we're like, wow, we should have had our headlamp, or I'm glad I had my headlamp. Yeah. But I can imagine, and, and you know, I'd love to see some kind of a post at the trailheads, like at all of the major ones with the 10 essentials, mm-hmm. really emphasizing, like, these are the key things, if there's one or two things that you should have on you.
0: But it's not one or two, you need all 10.
1: You, you know, do, you do, but at least you can haul your ass like if the weather is good and you're just stuck in the dark, you know. but Yeah,
0: like every, you know, but it, it's always one of those things. It's like, but then it could be middle of day, so you don't need the headlamp, but the weather hits. Yeah. Right. Or you bonk, like you run out of energy. So you needed the food or you get dehydrated. So you needed the water. Yeah. You know, so it's, or you did get stuck out overnight because somebody got injured. So you needed the first aid kit and the shelter and a way to make a fire. Yeah. You know, so or you got
1: lost because you weren't ch- paying attention to the trail markers, and and, then, and
0: you didn't have your stuff for navigation. So, they're all for the foreseeable um, issues that people can run into.
1: Yeah, yeah, but there, I don't feel like there's enough of a campaign out there for people who are new at it. I certainly didn't realize that until re- to recently until you wrote the article. There's yeah, and thing, I guess and that's there's a, a thing called yeah. the ten hiking. To, there isn't enough awareness.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's one of the things where somebody like me that's been at it for so long, it's like,
1: well, you've been doing it since how old?
0: uh like 10 so
1: with your grandfather but when you actually went on a trail
0: uh 18 18 no well like like, but, he, well because do we count like just overnight camping trips like you know backpacking yeah 16
1: yeah yeah so you know and when did you go to the adirondacks the first time i know you drove there through through there with your parents yeah
0: and i get to i get to hike my first time there when i was 18 when you were 18 yeah cool yeah because it was like or maybe seventeen. Like it's one thing that that was kind of interesting because my parents didn't know what to do with me. Uh, you know, I didn't. Uh, I, I was I was um, independent and hot-headed. Uh, so I was into all these things, and they weren't interested at all. So literally, they would drop me off at the Got side you. of the road <laughs> with my little <laughs> backpack. Yeah, and uh, you know we'll pick you up at dark. Really? Yeah, right would, here. Pardon? I'll meet you here. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just head off into the woods. Like, so my first, uh, what was the first mountain I hiked? Shit. Like in the Dax. I'm just thinking back, it's like so fucking long ago. <laughs> um,
1: Couldn't have been anything too epic because you had to be back before dark. Of it course, that was the summer, but still, I mean, your first.
0: Yeah, but remember, I was young and in shape. Yeah, uh, I almost like ran up stuff. Gotcha. Uh, you know, now I'm just sort of slow and steady. Um, yeah, I think it was like, because I think they dropped me off at the, the garden parking. I think it was like big slide. Because I remember okay. scrambling up the brothers. Yeah. I think that was the very first one I did. Wow. Right. And what was that like? Oh, it's the coolest shit in the world. Right. Yeah. You know, but it was like, it was like when I got to climb for the first time. Right, The guys, you know, the older guys at the, uh, you know, Rattlesnake, Mm -hmm. actually it was Buffalo Craig, but um, said, hey kid, you want to try this? And like put a harness on me (laughs) and let me top rope for the first time. Yeah. You know, and that sort of started my apprenticeship and learning. Yeah. You know, like the fact that these things that I'd fantasized about. Yeah. Right. Or I'd seen in, you know, magazines or weird little snippets and, you know, whatever. I was actually outdoing. Yeah. You know, so... The it, it, and it blew me away like how rugged it was uh, but it was fun right it was like a playground it feels like you're a kid
1: yeah like a big kid um, when I took my kids except to for when
0: we did um, uh, Saddleback then you were like a big baby <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god See, this is the
0: second time we've teased Saddleback, so we'll get to that story in a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I took my kids there when they were the ages of, I want to say six it was last year, and so. four and a half. was last year, so seven. Yeah. No, it wasn't yeah, it was this last past year. summer. No, last, last year. Last year, right, right. So seven and five and a half. And it was their second backpacking trip because the first one was was on the Bruce Tree on Tobermory. We did a little bit there. So I took them right to the Adirondacks with the idea that... um I eased them in because the Adirondacks has like a beach, has the car camp and you can, you know, that place I talked about, mm-hmm. you can car camp for free. Yeah. So we did that cause it was more remote. It was kind of cool. And we went to the beach and we, you know, did a lot of things in front country. Then we went back country for a couple of days. I broke it up and it's about a five K three and a half mile hike in where we base camped. And yeah, they said, yeah, we got to stay at a lean to. And that was their first time. And they thought that was the shit. Um, they they just loved it. Uh, I was a bit nervous. I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of bears in that area, and so one of the big safety precautions, or you know, things you have to consider, is there's a certain bear, bear barrel, you, a food barrel that you need to bring in because the others that the bears are just too smart. They've been fig- been able to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And what they do now is uh, even that you're supposed to keep your bear bar- barrel about 150 feet away from your your campsite. 150 meters. Meters, eh? And, um, you know, get your food and then come back to, don't eat at your camp. Eat somewhere else, maybe along the shoreline, whatever. Um, But away and um, be done with it, right? But um, often what they'll do is a lot of people bring that to their camp and the bears know this. So they'll be around and then they'll scare the person off and eat all their food. That's happened quite a few times. But there's a lot of bears there and I, I do recall... Um, because we were just the three of us, me and the two kids and they're so young and you feel so exposed, even though you're in a tent, you're still exposed. Um,
0: it's funny how just a little bit of nylon fabric makes people feel so secure.
1: I know it's like what you don't see doesn't hurt you. But, um, I, I invited people cause those, these lean twos, um, they're not yours. Once you claim them and you don't reserve them, you just, you share them up to capacity. Um, but nonetheless, a lot of people tend to move on. But we invited people to stay with us, so we felt a little bit more secure in case you know there were bears. And, and I did hear one in the middle of the night. I could hear it right behind me because I'm a light sleeper, and I could hear it sniff three times and then take off because there's nothing there. Mm. So I hoped. <laughs> but um oh my god, like you know, if you want that experience of a kid's feeling wild, great place to be. Yeah,
0: because that's what's great. It's uh Marcy Dam it's an easy trail in. Uh yeah. and There's a
1: ranger there? Is yeah. there a ranger or There's, a steward? Uh
0: uh, there's a caretaker there.
1: There's a caretaker there. So you do feel safe. Like if you have questions and you'll yep. see them around.
0: And they, they always make sure everybody's got their bear canisters and yep. check to see if your route is stupid. It's a
1: great community, actually. It's an easy way to meet up with people and get to know people versus like Holden is another mm-hmm. location with quite a few lean-tos. Yep. Like how many lean-tos does Marcy Dam have in campsites? Uh, Eight lean-tos? The, I
0: think, no, I think six lean-tos, but like 40 campsites.
1: Yeah. So, Um, a lot.
0: Yeah. So, let's take a step back and just explain. Um, Just like the Appalachian Trail, um, uh, the Adirondack State Park um, in the backcountry has a lot of lean-tos, which are... Think of like a log cabin with a flatwood floor that's missing one wall Mm -hmm. with a big overhang. So, you know, even if it's raining, it's not going to come in. Um, So... A lot of times, if it's not peak bug season, you can just set up your sleeping pad, put your sleeping bag on it, and camp's made, right? Like we, the trip we just did in the DAX, um, we, you know, hiked in.
1: Yeah. Open uh, year round.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, snowshoot in, um, you know, ended up cutting about a half mile of fresh trail in three feet of snow, which is, you know, a lot of work. <laughs> Uh, it took us like an hour and a half to go half a mile mm-hmm. cutting f- fresh trail. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get there and you've got a shelter already. Um, and so so you, you've got both regular campsites where you can set up um, your tent or hammock or whatever. But then you also have um, lean-tos dotted throughout the park. Uh, and, you know, if you get a trail map or all trails, uh, the app, it shows where the lean-tos are. Um, and, you know, right here I've got the... And you can, I'll show it to the video Woo-hoo. <laughs> um you know trails of the adirondack high peaks which is just one part of adirondack state park mm-hmm. um, where all the highest mountains are uh that has you know all the lean-tos and campsites marked mm-hmm. um so uh when you hike into a place like marcy dam there's a bunch of lean-tos right and so it's convenient a bunch of campsites you can set up your tents in yeah um and but what's nice with it is is the access is very, very easy because whether you hike in from uh, the South Meadows parking because there's a trail that comes in from the South Meadows trailhead and there's a trail that comes into Marcy Dam from uh, uh, Adirondack Lodge. Mm-hmm. So two different trailheads, mm-hmm. but they end up at the same spot. Yeah. Um, And you're down in this valley. So there's a nice river running through. Yes. And... Wherever you look around you, it's these towering mountains. But yeah. it wasn't hard to get in there, right? So it's a great place to take kids because you, you don't actually, you know, if you don't want to, you don't have to take them up the big mountains.
1: Yeah, yeah. The hike in is very easy, very easy. There's nothing difficult about it. Past that point, it gets more difficult and rugged.
0: Yeah, the further in you go, the harder it gets.
1: Yeah, and that's truly a nice jumping off point to the other mountains. I think within a kilometer, a kilometer? Maybe two. You have Wrights Peak, Phelps.
0: Well, uh, the the start of them. The start
1: of the trailheads, right? Like the the. You can go down to Avalanche Lake, and that area is really cool. That's actually quite an obstacle course. Yeah, that was fun. We did. Oh my god! Like I I had never hiked you know hiked up those ladders like that was very different for me. Kind of scary. Because a lot of the
0: big boulders, what they did is they've got wooden ladders, you know, bolted to them. Right. Right. So you can get over them.
1: Yeah. And the angle is just strange. It's just awkward with a backpack. So you feel and you got your hiking poles too and you you don't want to lose those. But uh, yeah. And you got hitch up Matilda's. So basically wooden planks are bolted bolted. inside
0: of the cliff. So you got a walkway.
1: Yeah. It's really neat. Yeah. Floating logs. We've got that on video because I thought you were going to fall in to the water. (laughs)
0: That's up at the pass between like cold and Mount Gray. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much to see. There's a lot of waterfalls. Yeah
1: a lot of beautiful spots and there's this one lean-to that's at 4,000 feet. It's supposed to like the best. Well, that, no,
0: well, it's the best campsite. There's no lean-to up there.
1: Oh, it's a campsite. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, huh. And it used to be there was multiple campsites there but they're now going that you can only camp in the designated sites, no wild camping gotcha. just to preserve, uh, you know, keep the wear in just isolated areas. Right. Um, and so that high uh, campsite that's between um, uh, Mount Haystack and um, Basin, mm-hmm. um, which the the rule in the Adirondacks is you can't camp above 4,000 feet except for in the winter. Um, in the wintertime when the snow is covering all the vegetation, they don't care. Oh, really? You're not going to do any damage to it. Really? Yeah.
1: But why would you want to camp at that height? Re- re- really cold?
0: Uh, Yeah, it's cold and windy. So you <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> want to? No, but nothing's stopping you. Right Because the whole reason you can't camp above that is because they don't want to damage the fragile vegetation right. um and but that camp is like thirty nine hundred and ninety five feet so it's just under the four thousand mm-hmm. you know and it's in the tree line yeah um and I've stayed in that one a couple times uh and it's nice because then if you wanna like do a sunset or a sunrise hike
1: oh my god that'd be fun
0: you're you're only a mile from the top of haystack, yeah, right um so it's not. You know that mile is a rugged mile, yeah. Um, but I remember that it's not starting miles away. Yeah. Right. So you can you know get up in the dark cool. and with your headlamp. Yeah. You know, and with that you'd actually you might leave your camp set up, but you'd still you'd bring your backpack with your sleeping bag to wrap in it because right. it's cold as shit up there in the morning. Yeah. Um. But Makes uh, sense. but it's such a beautiful um area, uh, and. <coughs> We're mostly talking about backcountry because that's what we're into, um, but like I said, if you're people just want to do day hikes, it's one of the most populist or popular day hiking destinations, you know. Um, and they might be long day hikes, like if you want to bag a mountain summit and back in a day, um, it can be a lot of work, you know, when you're out there for a long time. But beautiful, beautiful hikes. And then there's a lot of smaller hikes. Right. You know, things like what we did going up Baxter, or not Baxter, but Baker. Um, you can go up Mount Baxter.
1: Yeah, and, which may even take like a couple hours. Yeah. You an know, hour and a half, whatever.
0: Um, Hurricane Mountain mm-hmm. um, that's got a fire tower on top. Yeah. So once you get to the top, uh, it's kind of an exposed summit. So even though it's not got a tree line, um, because the summit's exposed, you get amazing views from there. Right, without it being as big. Um, and then, uh, you know, they're basically things like Noonmark Mountain, and like there's a ton of smaller ones.
1: You know, what was really fun to do with the kids was um, oh. Mount Whiteface in the Adirondack. Um, you can actually drive up to the top. So, what we did is we parked about a mile from the top and we hiked the rest. And for the little kids to do that, that was pretty epic because you're at 5,000 feet, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And oh, they're, it's forty. So you're it's like you, you know, you did the summit without all the work. Yeah. But they got to see what that's like.
0: Yeah. And and it, it gives you a great view of the high peaks off to the south, the mm-hmm. other peaks. because um, it's the furthest north of them. Uh and you know, and and let's say you are, you know, you wanna kind of like in the winter time, um it it's one of these destinations that's awesome because um we went, you know, backcountry camping in the winter. And then, you know, went snowshoeing. But obviously we snowshoed when we uh, went camping. Um, But Saranac Lake had an ice festival we checked out. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like four or five ski resorts in the area, like White Fates. Yeah. You know, like the Winter Olympics have been held there, right? Like that's the quality of their...
1: Yeah. And they still have all those attractions. Like
0: the ski jump and uh, the luge track and... Uh, the skating ovals, speed
1: skating, yeah, yeah, and they also have. Um, so Governor Cormos has just invested four million dollars, uh, because he's a lover of snowmobiling, into the area. So yeah. There's like hundreds. It's one of the. It's a great destination for snowmobiling. There's ice fishing there too. Yeah, yeah, they we, were out, we saw people out on the yeah.
0: on the ponds and the yeah. lakes ice fishing. Yeah. Um. So it it, you know, obviously we come at it from a, you know, backcountry. Um, camping and rock climbing standpoint because that's what we enjoy doing. Right, um, but for people who uh, uh, you know, you ski, you snowboard, um, you like snowmobiling, uh, ice fishing. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it, it's sort of countless. Like the, it really is like a, you know, an outdoor mecca.
1: And then you can imagine um, there's a group called um, the. Ad- is it Friends of the Adirondacks or? Well, that's one of them. Yeah,
0: I don't know what you're getting at.
1: And and so there's a lot of programming in this area. So if you want to learn, like um, there are guide services for rock climbing, but for snowshoeing and backcountry, mm-hmm. right experiences, you can take that. Yeah. So yeah, if
0: you're not ready to take the jump on your own,
1: yeah, th- that's definitely worthwhile. And I feel like. Um, there's a large community, especially on Facebook, where you can ask these questions. Yeah. And uh, I mean, ask us on Facebook. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, we put the guide there, but definitely reach out to us. I mean, we're there all the time. Um, I thought it was great when I was out there, I'd see, you know, especially women on their own. And, mm. you know, it can be really intimidating. Actually, just talking about it with you right now, I feel like I want to do like a solo thing there. Because you, know.
0: you can't stand me anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's 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 a lot of fun. I love it. Like It's endless. Um, honestly, if we could move there, I'd say let's just pick up and go. Yeah, Cause well,
0: because and, and, that's the thing. And we haven't even talked about rock climbing. Um, you yeah. know, as a destination, if you're a climber, mm. like it, it's a trad mecca. Right? It so is. Trad climbing is where you climb and place your own anchors as you go. There's no pre-drilled bolts. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really any much sport climbing down there. Um because it's it's public land or protected land, you can't be drilling bolts into the rocks um but you when you have that many granite like granite peaks there's gonna be a lot of exposed rock mm-hmm. um and you know if you just went to Keene Valley, right you've got like chapel pond slab, the Emperor slab you know, these are just big multi-pitch routes, but then you also run into the, the thing of just down the road, you get the beer walls, you've got, uh, the Chapel Pond, Gully Cliff, across the road, all the washbowl cliffs, like, it's one of these things, like, you've got where we camp down in, in Keene Valley, um, it's technically a little south of Keene Valley, but, um, it's the, we call it the climber's camp, uh, there's, like, 20 crags within walking distance oh it's camp. great and it's free yeah it's yeah a free to camp and
1: yeah and you run into other you know climbs a lot from quebec
0: and and, and kitchener we, <laughs> we seem to run into <laughs> ones from kitchener
1: like in the forest or like hey winston you know yeah. it's or, weird
0: weird to be coming down off of a climb yeah and you know you're you're cutting through the woods you're bushwagging you yeah. know to get back to a trail and you hear somebody hey winston is that you it's like uh Oh hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 7 hours away from home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: And then then around our campfire, you know, we oh, that was people hilarious. said it's like, "Oh, do you mind if we join you?" Yeah. And and of course Catherine's all friendly asking people, you know, "Where are you from?" "Where are you from?" And they're like, oh, we're we're from uh, you probably haven't heard of it. It's like Kitchener. It's like."
1: And we should have just kept going on yeah, like we were just like, saying like,
0: they're big with Oktoberfest, right? And they're like,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys have a shitty gym. Like, yeah.
0: Because <laughs> we go to court. Yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> I just had a, no, Grand River Rocks is awesome.
0: You know, but, but, uh, but it was the thing. We, we played with them for a little, you know, it's like, yeah, da, 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 da. It's like, oh, where are you from? Cambridge. <laughs> <laughs> like literally 10 <laughs> minutes away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that, that was, was fun. fun.
1: That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then we met Jesus guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which was really cool. Christian. Yeah. And his dogs were so beautiful. Yeah.
0: The dogs, dogs were great. The guy, the guy was, um, by, by most estimations, you know, uh, interesting. Yeah. Like, he, cause he wasn't, he, he was lucid. He wasn't crazy. No,
1: he wasn't. He was purposely living. Uh, he has his own house, but he clearly likes living in the forest and in his car. Yeah. Um, short of living in his car, he, he just, that's the kind of life he wants.
0: Just driving around places that he can go and set up camp.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: With his dogs.
1: Yeah, it was interesting, isn't yeah. it? You an related? And then they have the best, the best outdoor shop. What's it called again? The Mountaineer. The Mountaineer. Yeah, I'm gonna have Valley. to post that. Oh, it is just.
0: Yeah. With well, the eye that, Candy. Yeah. Well, because if you rock climb, anything you could ever want, right? Like, you know, for for the climbers out there, like they have all the sizes of totem cams. You know, the serious climbers will know what I'm talking about, um, and they have all of the, the DMM cams and they have all of the Black Diamond cams and they have, you know, and it's they like...
1: Ha- yeah, and they have a library. Like this is not just rock climbing. This is everything. Yeah,
0: like and, well, and that's the thing. They've got the rock climbing guidebooks for everywhere. Around they the have, world. They have the height. <laughs> yeah, it's like...
1: It's not just there.
0: You want Joshua Tree, Yosemite, yeah. like Smith Rocks, like yeah. this stuff all the way across the country. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, do you want the hiking uh, guidebooks. Do you want like...
1: Everest, Arpurna.
0: Yeah. And they've got all these books about everything. like all the stories too. Like it's... It's you know, amazing. That's an amazing establishment. Yeah. And then they've got all your normal like hiking gear. And clothing and uh, like
1: everything you need.
0: Yeah. You know, but the the two that always blew me away was the the, the climbing and the books. Yeah. Because the, it's the best selection of climbing gear I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and then that that... You know, I don't really... Uh, I'm not as big on like the the story books, mm-hmm. but like I'm always like I love guidebooks, mm-hmm. right, I love trail maps, yeah, um, and they have them from all over, you know, so that it's that's, very impressive, yeah,
1: yeah, and then they have a garage, yeah, just down, down the, the street road. where it's all the discounts, yeah, oh yeah, it's like we have to stop there every time now, yeah, just because
0: you know, and it, you'll run into the thing lots of great places to eat, oh yeah, um, what's your favorite uh I really like the the um, Baxter Mountain Tavern. Nice. It's like right it up, cozy. partway up Baxter Mountain. Yeah. You know, inside they get the fireplace. The food's great.
1: Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. That whole area, like when we went there in the fall for the climbers camp. Yeah. And the weather was gorgeous. Yeah we always have so much fun there and there's mountain coffee. So then, you know, you kind of luxuriate a little bit because now you're not back country. So you're like, oh, let's go get our coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go be a hipster. <laughs> let's run into these people. And, you know, whatever. It's just, it's it's fun. Yeah. And that's, it,
0: our, it's funny. Like if we're climbing, we're going to go out to eat more. Yeah. We'll go get our coffee in the morning uh, because basically you're there to climb, right? So yeah. you don't, you know.
1: But if you're at the climber's camp, more often than not, you can hang out with other people just mm-hmm. bring some booze and, yeah. and it's you know or I get a, get the campfire going and they'll all want to join you yeah which is cool
0: and that, that's a, that's our strength I'm, I'm very good at setting stuff on fire yeah
1: yeah which is funny because you know a lot of climbers are not really into the
0: they're not as outdoorsy. They outdoorsy. love the climbing, but the, a lot of those yeah. sort of basic outdoor skills.
1: Yeah. But they bring great food because they bring everything.
0: Yeah. They're not thinking like dehydrated backpacker food like we do. Yeah. Right. Because we've watched. We like pack big, light. Everybody's making like stews and oh, yeah. stir fries. So it takes like three <laughs>
1: hours to cook. But then when it smells so good and they you know. offer it because, you know.
0: Um, and yeah. So it's like everybody's got kind of like a little different.
1: And what was that beer that oh, we got from, to try this porter stout or something Yeah, from, from like
0: Plattsburgh. yeah
1: i have it in my fi- instagram yeah um amazing yeah the best beer i've ever had yeah yeah so w- cool. when we
0: go maybe next summer we go climbing at Poca moonshine that's up Plattsburgh. yes where? um that'd be fun we'll, we'll go climbing there because it's an awesome place to climb i haven't been yeah. in years yeah and then we'll get some good beer at the brewery
1: that'd be cool yeah yeah that was a lot of fun where else can you click camp as a climber in that area um, like where there's other climbers.
0: That's really like the the it's epicenter the of it. Yeah. Well, because there's so much climbing right in that valley. Yeah. Right. That you can just it's all you, there. you park for the weekend or however long you're there. It was really gorgeous. Climbing.
1: Yeah. The beer walls were great.
0: You know the beer walls are great. The the slab is great. We, oh yeah. You know when we were coming down from Chapel Pond slab, you could see the people on the Chapel Pond Gully Cliff. Yeah. You know through the trees there. Um, mm-hmm. Then you know and we,
1: Chapel Pond's got a great obviously it's got a pond and at the right time of the year it's great swimming. Um
0: it's beautiful. And like you know, on that trip we didn't even cross the road. I know. Like you see all those cliffs across the road.
1: Yeah, and a great place to start um like, you know if you're going from the indoor gym and in you know, Ontario, you know, the most we have is sixty, seventy foot cliffs there you can do like a little bit more, you can do a couple you know, couple um pitches. Pitches, yeah. I'm okay. thinking about my kids, for instance. Like, that would be a nice, good next step. Yeah. Right? At Chapel Pond Slab.
0: Yeah. Like, well, well... Sorry,
1: not Slab. Chapel Pond.
0: You mean, like, Tillman's Rat? And yeah. Shipman's Rat? Yeah. Like, all those ones right at the pond. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's easy to get to. Um, You know, it's a beautiful view. Go for a swim after. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and they're, and they're fun little climbs. Yeah. Uh, scary
1: at first, but, you know, if you've been out of, you know, climbing... Which I had been. You were on
0: top rope. (laughs) I let it. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Um, So if you look into it, so a couple of little guidance things. um, Basically, Adirondack State Park is a massive, like if you look on Google Maps, you see this giant chunk of green north of Albany and south of Montreal. That's the whole state park. Um, You know, the High Peaks region is sort of located between like Keene Valley and Lake Placid, um, kind of like mm-hmm. with all the highest peaks. And that's where we tend to go. Um, uh, just cause it's biggest and gnarliest, uh, and you know, fun, but the, the whole park is covered in trails, So you can get much more moderate hikes. Like there's a, a through hiking trail called the Northville Placid trail hmm. that, uh, runs from Northville, New York to Lake Placid. Mm-hmm. Um, It sort of goes around the high peaks, but doesn't go through them. So you're not getting massive climbs or anything. It's not, you know, it's not brutally rugged. So it's kind of a fun, you know, it's like about 110 miles or something like that. So it's a good long, uh, but the shuttle services you can get that'll, you park at one end and they'll take you and drop you off at the other end for, you know, a fee. So you just walk back to your car. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want kind of like a, a backpacking adventure that do you, isn't,
1: do you know if that runs well? Like it's, is it limited to like nine a.m. to five? Something stupid like that in the summer, or does it no? It's not run? A sh-
0: like you book a shuttle and they take you.
1: You book it. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's like convenient. it's not a shuttle bus. That you mentioned because I'm thinking of the other shuttle bus around Keene Valley where we were.
0: Oh, the, just at the trails. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because what happened? What's see, the issue is that there's not a lot of infrastructure for all the amounts of visitors that are coming into the park. Like it's really grown exponentially, and so at one point people could park on the side of the road in Keene Valley um, to reach the trailheads. And what's happened is that over the years is because it's such a narrow shoulder, people were eventually walking on the street and getting hit and yeah. killed. So they no longer are able to, to uh, park there. And so there's actual parking lots and people shuttle in and out. But a lot of people don't want to do that. But it's pretty hefty fine. What is yeah. it? 500 bucks? Something like that. Something ridiculous. Yeah, because there's a
0: four-mile stretch from Chapel Pond yeah. all the way up to the town of Keene Valley um, that is no parking along the road. And there, and there's plenty of like little trailhead car parking along it. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, if it's a busy weekend, it's full by 7 a.m.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And that, that's one of the things I love about knowing the area well. Yeah. Because we know we can just pull into the climbers camp, which is right in the same area. Nobody
1: sees it. Nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> even I, if, even it's if you're a, not even though staying it's like, there, yeah, you just yeah. park there. Oh, yeah. You totally can. We shouldn't talk about it. It's not on a map, is it? No. Good.
0: Yeah. Um, you got to be in the know. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, but but that's the thing where uh, what they have running now um, if you can park at Marcy Field, uh, which is just north of Keene Valley, like it's, they call it Marcy Field because there's a small airfield there. Um, and in the summertime, like or peak season, you know, into the fall, mm-hmm. they have a shuttle bus that runs from Marcy uh, Field up to the garden parking because um, the garden parking fills, even though it's pay parking. Yeah, um, It fills uh, and then, well, you can't go in there. Well, Mm -hmm. the shuttle bus running back and forth, you can park at the other spot and it'll take it out. Gotcha. You know, so there's some ways of working around. So if if one area is too busy. Yeah. You know, there's other options.
1: Yeah. Just keep in mind if you are going to do a day hike um, because of parking um, and also, you know, just being cautious. You do want to start early. You're better off starting early in the morning, like 7 a.m. Yeah. Well,
0: because quite honestly, you have no choice because you can't get a parking spot.
1: Yeah. Because everybody else is doing the same.
0: Otherwise, do it midweek.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, because that's the whole deal. Everybody goes on the weekend.
1: It's true. Like
0: we've been out there, you know, because we've done longer trips. Yeah. And we're out there midweek. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we have the whole place to ourselves.
1: Well, keep in mind, though, a third of the visitors are from Canada. So they're doing the same as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But a a lot of them aren't doing midweek, though. They're still doing weekends.
1: You're right. You're right. But uh, the one thing that we didn't talk about that we should, uh, another reason why I love the area so much is that I find in comparison to Ontario, the minimal amount of bugs. Yes. Like, even in high season, hardly get bitten yeah, by a mosquito.
0: We don't really wear bug spray. We down don't there.
1: worry about horseflies or any of that crap. Yeah.
0: And it's so funny because the, w- the locals will complain it's peak bug season. Yeah. And then we just giggle, go, you don't understand bugs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: go go hang out, you it's know, huge. middle Ontario. Like, you know, Muskoka, Algonquin, any of that any kind time of stuff. Anytime
1: before August.
0: And it's like, y- your eyes are like, full of bugs and your nose is full of bugs oh, and
1: I fucking hate horse flies yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i guess we're to talk about let's talk about winter um you know backcountry just a little bit or even hiking or snowshoeing okay um you know if people because because it can be really daunting especially with the mountains so if somebody was getting into it what should we recommend i i think what we did which is um maybe the saranac sixers or, well, there, or, there's or a- even mount joe you know there are, there are some more easier hikes. Yeah, like, well, you
0: don't even have to do a mountain. Right? That's like what I'm there's saying. tons of, like there's stuff around lakes. Um mm-hmm. like you know what you're most familiar with is all a lot of gnarlier stuff cuz that's what I take you to. Yeah. Um you know this trip w- we did uh like went to Hurricane Mountain. Right. Okay, let's
1: back up. So we purposely kept it easy because of all the treatment I done on my knees. I didn't, and I had recently injured it just before Christmas, so it's taken me a couple months to get over that. So I didn't want anything do anything too strenuous because in two months, in April, because yep. we're, we're end of February almost, we're going rock climbing. I don't want to screw that up. Mm-hmm. So we decided, okay, let's take it easy. Let's do Hurricane Mountain because what would have been that? What would that have been?
0: like hurricane
1: elevation uh yeah, like another kilometers. thousand
0: feet on top of what we did
1: yeah so the idea is that we came in that night or in that day uh camped at the uh saturday, the, yeah. the saturday at the lean-to which you know ended up taking three and a half four hours should have been like two yeah but we got lost and that was fun um or what happened is interestingly enough this never happened to me we're setting off in the dark I'm feeling comfortable about it. We've got mm. our headlights, we've got our navigation. My Garmin InReach Explorer doesn't have the trails on it for some reason.
0: Yeah, so it's got all the elevations, but none of the things marking like trails yeah. or and the and the map that we loaded showed that it did. So it was my fault for not checking it.
1: Yeah, but that's so weird. And that's never ever happened, right? Because if anything, it's always had the trail. Yeah. So um of course all the other functions worked. But you walk up and we, you know, we're following the trail markers and we come to this pond. And we're like, okay, this is clearly a pond or a field or something, but it's open area. Where's the trail marker? Not sure. Okay, well, let's check the Garmin. Not there. Holy shit. Uh, we have this new watch. It's the Garmin uh, SX Phoenix, something like that.
0: Phoenix uh, Success.
1: Success, Great watch. Maps are there. Trails are there. I'm like, okay. But yeah, I- and then I've
0: got my map and compass still, so.
1: Yeah, and we do. And we're comparing notes, right? But... Um, they're so going and this is interesting at this point the track that we had been the trail we had been following that somebody else um cleared for us um stopped because they clearly turned back they couldn't find the way yeah. to go and it was interesting because where i thought would they stopped and what would continue ahead would be like a big open space in the morning like, when i looked at it it was like there's trees right across yeah like another you just couldn't t- see you couldn't see it so it's like wow how disorienting that is you know
0: yeah you thought the space was a lot bigger than it was
1: yeah and the trees were right there which just goes to show you can't trust your judgment at night you have to like consider where you came from like you know w- what other factual information do you yeah. have and
0: it's like using your instruments your compass yes your, your navigation tools your gps you yes know, like, because that's the thing it's the same thing it's like say it was in a snowstorm right a whiteout blizzard well you can't see right so you take a bearing you know, with your compass or you take a, you know, you know, plot a course with your GPS and you move on that and then you stop periodically and just check to see that you're keeping going on the right bearing to mm-hmm. go where you need to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, at this point, it's like 10. O- it's it, I guess it was around 8 o'clock, but yeah. it was cold. It was minus 17. We're getting cold now because we're not working as hard anymore. Well, we're, we're out in were, the open too. We're out in the open. We were sweating, so you're no longer... You know, drying off that sweat through your own body heat because you're cool, cool cooler. Um, but I'm guiding you along the tree line, so we're on in the pond and we're breaking trail, and it's like three feet deep, and it's <laughs> you know, we're taking turns, and it just kept going on forever, but we knew the lean to was at the other end. And you know, it was as you turned and it was just going to take some time, but we're still trying to find a way. Is there a way? Like we're still looking at the forest, the tree line. Is there an open trail? Like, is it somewhere around here? Um, because we were so close to the trail, but we were off, we were in the water. And then we realized we decided at the end, we're like, wow, we might have to camp under a tree well or something (laughs) or in a tree well. Mm -hmm um and we thought okay fuck it let's just bushwhack which i hate i really hate bushwhacking yeah but the thing
0: is there was uh, basically we got to a point where you could actually see an opening in the trees
1: a little bit yeah and then we're like that looks like a trail. And of course, what I thought was hilarious is there's animal tracks, of course. Down the
0: actual hiking trail.
1: Because there's the path of least resistance. And of course, the animal tracks just led led us right to the lean-to. It was right there. And then when I had to look for a shitter later on, it was, there you go. There's the tracks. (laughs) So like, when all else fails, consider looking at animal tracks.
0: Yeah. You know, so it... it,
1: I was so glad.
0: Yeah, when we found the lean-to
1: yeah and I will say that I you know I usually take winter camping trips much more seriously and I did I had all my I did have all my gear yeah there's nothing I was forgetting because I've had that happen a few times or nothing that I deliberately did not bring but um I was cold and it's because I wasn't used to my I was again I didn't follow the rules like I left my base layer on which is super tight and I think even my wristwatch was on a little tight that I just couldn't keep the warmth and I was shivering.
0: What, as we were hiking?
1: No, 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 no. I'm talking about when we were in our sleeping bag. I had too many layers on. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I really did. Because I'm you're, like, you're how come with- my
1: legs are like, usually they're the coldest things and they're warm, but my upper body's cold and I didn't have the sleeping bag all cinched up because I, I didn't think it was that cold and because it was warm, right? But then as you sit there, you're getting colder and colder and you're like, what's going on? So I was like, okay, do yeah, I Yeah, but you didn't food? change into
0: fresh dry clothes, did you?
1: No, but neither did you.
0: But I didn't need to.
1: But my clothes didn't feel wet, but I guess they were still wet. Yeah. Right? Like, I thought I was okay because I had been moving around a bit. and I'm like, okay, because we had a fire as well, right? Yeah. So it was interesting. But by, because of all that, and I think the combination of being a little bit, there was a bit of stress there, right? I knew we'd be fine. It might be uncomfortable, but you know, and it, it, it was fun, but I wasn't going, Woo-hoo, this is fun. <laughs> I was a little stressed. That's what winter came it's supposed um, to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not usually, usually it's easier. Um, yeah. But I, I would say for me, I decided, I said to Winston, I, I don't feel like I'm not feeling, I don't have the feels to climb up that mountain tomorrow because in my mind, uh, my hip flexor. Um, was it already hurting? It was hurting. Like, I mean, that day was hurting going up. I kept mm. trying to dig my pole into it to try and release the... Because the, I
0: saw you doing that the next day. Did I? Yeah. I didn't see you doing that. Yeah,
1: the first day. you're right. I did. I did. So that would have been a bad idea. And that's why I didn't want to. Because the last thing I wanted was that, to be going up a mountain, knowing I have to come right back down. It'd be a long day. Mm-hmm. And my hip flexor is hurting me, right? And then, could that affect my knee, because then I'm not walking properly. And then I knew we had to cut the trail, Plus, then we already know my garments in Reach Explorer is like fucked. We can't really like. So we're looking at this little tiny screen on my watch, and what if we like?
0: What's what I have a map the and compass for?
1: I know, I know. You're but the then,
0: you're the gearhead. I don't have any of this stuff.
1: <laughs> I know, but you know, you didn't pull it out when we could have used it, like because we make? were looking at my watch, right? But the point is, no, that,
0: I, I kept pulling my map out.
1: Well, you did, you did, but as far as pulling out your actual compass and no, using no. You didn't do that. It you, was you, right
0: on my backpack.
1: You were using it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see you using it.
0: All I needed to do was point me in the right general direction.
1: Oh, okay. No, I didn't see that. That's why I was... Able you mean your say, tiny compass? Like, that's
0: yeah. all I needed. Oh, okay. Because it, it, basically... Because I, I saw the layout of the, the lake we were on, of right. the pond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's over Long there. Long narrow. Yeah. Right?
1: Okay. But you kept asking me, and, then I was, and I was constantly looking to make sure we were on track. Because well, I could see the trail.
0: Because... I wanted to... Check. Yeah, like, I, I, until I looked closely, I, I based on what you were saying, I was assuming we were on the trail. Right. We weren't on the trail.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right? so we'll have to figure out how to zoom. Yeah. Because it was hard to, it was hard to read, even with my glasses. Yeah, it's and, and, it's, it's,
0: and it's hard to navigate and be the one cutting trail.
1: Right. You know. Oh, for sure. So anyway, um, but long story short... Um, that's the story behind it. And the next day we just got an Airbnb, um, but had my, yeah, that kind of scared me. My hip flexor. I mean, it was, I'm glad we did it. And the next day I slept a whole bunch and then we, did we go out the next day for another hike?
0: Yeah. That's when we did Baker.
1: Right. Cause we got, okay. So we went in, uh, Saturday night, Sunday, we came back. Yeah. So we didn't do any more hiking after that. No, right so that day we rested yeah i felt like such a wimp and then the next day we went and did baker yeah. and i was completely fine my hip yeah. wasn't bugging me anymore i think and you I, weren't you I, I weren't carrying just, a
0: pack up and you weren't cutting trail
1: no that's probably why it was a combination of those things but
0: because yeah. because our pack with the 10 essentials i was carrying it
1: <laughs> yeah because how much was our pack probably 30 pounds
0: like our yours is way more than that i think it was 40 uh no it was probably 35. 35 like yours was really heavy
1: was it yeah. well, it still felt like in comparison to other times yeah.
0: but i'm just talking picking up
1: yeah 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 so anyway um interesting so for people who want to try snowshoeing in the winter what do we recommend doing baxter
0: um baxter's fine because it's right in saranac lake yeah um but but there there's tons of stuff there that's more moderate like there's tons uh, like around ponds and lakes and, you know, so you can flat. see mountains.
1: So it's flat. Yeah. yeah. It's and you flat can and, enjoy easy. That.
0: and a lot of them get some traffic. So they're already cut, right? You're not hiking in fresh snow.
1: Yeah. But if you do want to do a small little mountain, I would recommend Baxter. Yeah.
0: Or any of the Saranac six, like, you which can, is what
1: it was. Yeah. yeah. I do recommend that. It's, it's quite something they're more moderate, beautiful amounts of snow.
0: Um, yeah. and then even like, say if you're staying in like Placid, yeah. Um, there's a whole bunch of little trails yeah, uh, right in town um, that sort of go, uh, you know, start and end right in town like a little loop. Yeah. Um, like we hiked one of them the other like in the summer. Uh, so you can hike that stuff in the winter. Yeah, you know, lots of snow, and yeah. you know, you get some views, and there's mountains all around. But you're not up in the mountains; you're not physically going what is hard. Yeah, you know, and you're not getting in in as remote a place. Yeah. So whether whether it's you know winter or summer, like it's an area that's got um, accessibility for everybody,
1: mm-hmm. right? The, there's mm-hmm. very
0: moderate, family friendly.
1: Yeah, and it was very easy, even during their high season, winter season, to um, to find in a hotel. Yeah. You know?
0: You know, so. Yeah. And it, and it was a, an American holiday, President's Weekend.
1: That's right. And so we it still. just goes to show the availability is there.
0: Yeah. Because it's a tourist town. So there's, you know, it's a ski town and a tourist town in the summer. Yeah. So there's stuff. So Yeah, yeah we can't we can't say enough a, a, about the DAX. Um Just a couple of quick things, and, and I've got this in my article. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go into the eastern high peaks where the, the highest of the mountains are, um, you have to have your food in a bear canister and there's no campfires.
1: Yeah. That's pretty key,
0: you know? Um, and so it, it kind of sucks in the winter cause I would like to have a campfire. <laughs>
1: right. Which is why on hurricane mountain, we also went there that we yeah. wanted a campfire. So we yeah. stayed out of the high peaks.
0: Um, you know, so there, there are some areas where you're allowed to the Western yeah. high peaks you're allowed to. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, but starting out, we don't recommend and we have a whole. We talk, did a whole episode on winter camping. Yeah. You know, do it in stages.
0: Start in your backyard. Yeah. <laughs> Until you figure out how you sleep. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, th- those are just a couple of the little pointers. But yeah, like, you know, re- read, you know, our articles about it, um, you know, and and um, check out the resources that we, we put with the show. Uh, mm-hmm. We're also going to put the link to the to New, Mo- New York Department of Environmental Conservation. The DEC, they're... Adirondack uh, information pages. Yeah. So you, and they've got, one of the great things is that their um, trail conditions pages mm-hmm. give you the trail conditions for all different areas. Yeah. Um, and they're updated weekly. Right. So you can see, you know, what the snow conditions are. Um, Cause
1: there are avalanche areas as well.
0: Yeah. Um, but also in the summertime, like, you know, when this trails are dry enough to mm-hmm. hike on, mm-hmm. you know, so when you're planning out a trip that helps,
1: but when you arrive, what you can also do if you want to speak to somebody in person is arrive at Adirondack lodge. It's very accessible by car. You can go in there and talk to people about your plans, yeah. what you're thinking of doing. You know, um, it's an yeah, information like, center.
0: And then even like the Eastern mountain sports in Lake Placid mm. has a, uh, daily updated board on trail conditions. Um, so there, there's a lot of information. Like, you know, everybody wants to make it accessible to people because that's what they make their living off yeah. of. Yeah. Like, nobody charges for you to go there. So it's all the auxiliary businesses. Right. Right. That want to make it as accessible as possible. Because if you're coming in and they're super friendly. Yeah. Right. Hell, probably the people, you know, at Old Mountain Coffee, <laughs> even though it's a coffee place, would probably give you feedback on what trail conditions are hey, like.
1: Hey, did we talk about footstuff?
0: Pardon? Footstuff the Podcast? You did mention it, Did
1: yes. I? Okay, because who works at Mountain Coffee? Is that Matt? Yeah. No. You can he how to Matt.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, you can freak uh,
1: him out. You can creep him out.
0: Yeah, because we, we ran into... <laughs> it. It's like, hey, you're from Stuff Podcast when we were getting coffee, and he was like a little, uh, yeah. Who are you? And then and then when we were um, hiking up Avalanche Pass, we ran into Wade, mm-hmm. who's one of the caretakers who's also on that podcast. Because there's
1: four of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two, of so. them, two of
0: them have... Public jobs, I guess. <laughs> that yes, we, they do. They the do. other two we didn't run into. No, no. Um,
1: but um, yeah, so stay tuned for our next episode um, with the ADK Ranger on Twitter, uh, Scott Van Leer. And uh, hear some of uh you know, what's what's a day in the life of uh, a ranger and some of the epic search and rescues they have.
0: Yeah. And that's going to be, there's some great stories in that, Anna, yeah. that, that episode. So stay tuned. But until next time. I'm Catherine.
1: I'm Winston. Live wild.
0: No, work hard, play dirty. Oh my God. I know.